We're in a battle for America's soul. Liberty is at risk. It's time to speak up. Welcome to Brooke Talks America, sponsored by Brooke Says, with author, publisher, conservative advisor, and patriot, Brooke Says. For years, Brooke's been behind the scenes, helping conservative leaders articulate a vision for a better America. Now, she's front and center, and the mic is hot. Here is your host, Brooke Says. Hello, hello. Welcome to Brooke Talks America, where we discuss politics and culture from a conservative perspective. I'm your host, Brooke Says. I'm a conservative patriot, proud, deplorable columnist, and now talk radio host. And speaking of columns, you can check those columns out on AmericaOutloud.com, and I'll be getting into one of those, my current column, later. Uh, Facebook is Brooke Talks. Twitter at Talks America. We are on eight AM eight sixty. The answer. I'm here with my co-host Colonel Jim Warshuk, who is the former Deputy Director of Intelligence at CENCOM. He also served on the White House National Security Council and is currently the Hillsborough County GOP Chairman. So, from hot topics to history, you can be sure if it's happening in America, I will be talking about it. As I mentioned last week, every week I want to do a book of the week. Uh, I think that we're in this culture war that we're in. I will be discussing that as well. We need to have all of the information that we can to fight that. And this week with the whole coronavirus terror, basically, that is upon the country, one of the things that I think about is the very unlikely campaign and victory we believed it, but the seemingly unlikely campaign of Donald Trump. And this book is talks about that. It's called How Trump Won, The Inside Story of a Revolution by Joel Pollack and Larry Schweikert. Joel is the senior editor of Breitbart, and Larry Schweikert is a best-selling New York Times author. They called themselves the renegade deplorables, and when the media said that there was no way Trump could win, they knew he could because they had unbelievably accurate polling, especially in the um, the so-called blue wall states. So it's a really great portrait of the Trump campaign, the behind the scenes of it. And I'm telling you, when I read it, it brought me right back to the campaign. I didn't want to, I didn't want it to end. And it it was that amazing night in 2016 when Trump won and saved America. That's how I look at it. And we have a guest on the show today, but before we get to her, I want to thank all of the amazing people there. I, I hope I don't forget any of them, but there are just the most amazing people that are working towards the coronavirus from the president on down the president, vice president Pence um, and the staff, the staff there, but also to the truckers and the farmers and the grocers and the cashiers and the medical personnel. Unbelievable. Uh, an effort. The, the, Capitalism. Let's defend capitalism, America. It's the businesses that are working with the government to manufacture masks and ventilators and all of those things. But one of the things that is probably not being mentioned is the gas and oil industry. The whole country is basically shut down, right? Everybody's at home. And what are they doing? One of the things we're doing right now is we're working remotely on on headphones from our computers that is all made possible from your refrigerator to your phone to your cars to your computer gas oil 
fossil fuels. That makes that possible. If you're at home right now and you're watching Netflix, hopefully you don't have kids because you should probably be teaching them. But if you're on Netflix, it's oil and gas that makes that possible. And the left have been basically talking about destroying that industry. Remember that the free flow of oil at market prices is part of the is really the lifeblood of the American and indeed the world economy, and we need to really thank them because they're very maligned by the left, but they make so many things possible. And by the way, even those plastics that we don't like are made possible by oil. So, when you're thanking everybody, keep in mind that all of the things that make life comfortable are also made and made possible by the oil and gas industry. So, thank you to all of them. And as I mentioned before, we have a special guest on the show tonight. It is Elaine Parker, the Chief Communications Officer of Job Creators Network, who is going to discuss the Small Business Paycheck Protection Program, or PPP, which started yesterday as part of the CARES Act, which is uh, the Coronavirus Aid, Relief, and Economic Security Act. So she will be up shortly, and make sure, again, you contact Connect with me on Brook Talks on Facebook. Twitter is at Talks America. And email is brooktalksamerica at gmail.com. And if you would like to partner with the show, please either DM me in uh, Twitter or you can email me at brooktalksamerica at gmail.com. And again, we are on AM860, The Answer, the Salem Media Group. And we will be right back. More Brook Talks America coming up. If winning the battle for America's soul and preserving liberty is important to you, tune in for Brook Talks America Saturday nights at 7. Brook Talks America with political insight and culture from the conservative perspective. From hot topics to history, you can be sure if it's happening in America. Conservative activist, patriot, writer, publisher, and advisor Brooke says we'll be talking about it. Don't miss Brooke Talks America, Saturday night at 7 on AM 860. The Answer. Welcome back to Brooke Talks America with Brooke Says. Connect on Twitter at Brooke underscore says one. Here's Brooke Says. Welcome back to Brooke Talks America. I'm your host, Brooke Says. We are on AM860, The Answer. Be sure to connect with me on Twitter at Brooke Talk, at Talks America, on Facebook, Brooke Talks, and you can read my articles on AmericaOutloud.com, and email is BrookeTalksAmerica at gmail.com. Lots of ways to get connected and stay connected, especially right now. We have, as things go, we have um, a different person who's going to be talking with us from Job Creators Network, but it's all good, and this will be Tony Angelini. She is on the phone. She is the Director of Communications for Job Creators Network, and as I mentioned, she's going to be discussing the Small Business Paycheck Protection Program, which started yesterday as part of the CARES Act or the Coronavirus Aid Relief and Economic Security Act. Uh, With all the devastating economic news coming with the virus, 10 million, 10 million unemployment 
unemployment filings in 10 weeks. It's just astronomical. It's absolutely crucial that we help all businesses and workers, but particularly small businesses, which really are the lifeblood of our economy. So they have been working directly with the White House and Treasury Secretary Mnuchin, and she is here to talk about it. So welcome, Tony, to Brook Talks America. Thank you, Brooke. Thank you very much for, for having me and for, for telling the story of, of what small business needs right now to, to recover and, and God willing, move past this black swan event as quickly as possible. Absolutely. Glad to be of help. Job Creators Network has, uh, has, you know, been around for, for several years now, and this is certainly, <laughs> certainly the, the most challenging time that, that we have experienced as, as, you know, you could say that for everybody. Right. So give a little bit of background on the Job Creators Network. I understand it was founded by you know, Bernie Marcus of Home Depot. And tell a little bit about his story. I think it's very inspirational how that whole thing started. And and a lot of people have said, including him, that if it was for all the regulation, I know you advocate for small government and less regulation. Some of the, you know, big businesses start small, and he did that as well. So give a little bit of background about his wonderful story and the American success story of Home Depot and how you guys started this Job Creators Network. And then we'll get into the pay, uh, Paycheck Protection Program, which the small businesses are going to be applying for through the SBA and and how you're helping with all that. Sure thing. Um, so Bernie Marcus uh, was a co-founder of Home Depot. He's uh, since retired, and and uh, I'm sure enjoying uh, enjoying that very much. But um, he started Home Depot. As, like you said, a small business, he was a, a, you know, just a brick and mortar store, just like any other Main Street USA business. And he grew his business and he attributes his success at Home Depot to, among other things, the fact that he was able to educate his employees on the impact that public policy was having on their jobs and their paychecks. So Bernie took it right to his employees and, and, and explained to them how um, as public policy issues were surfacing, how they would be immediately impacted by it. So Bernie attributes a lot of his success to um, really to the fact that he was able to educate his employees directly. Um, they, they heard, you know, directly from him what it was that, um, that, that they needed to continue to succeed as both an employee and an employer. Um, and, and we all know that, you know, the great success that, that Home Depot has and, and continues to have to this day, obviously. Um, you know, funnily enough, uh, Bernie has said several times that if he was trying to create uh, Home Depot, you know, even 10 years ago, he would have had a really difficult time doing it in the the atmosphere from a public policy standpoint, um, you know, that that was going on about about 10 years ago. So Job Creators Network, Network was born out of that philosophy that he wanted 
entrepreneurs to be able to succeed. And what he was seeing um, on the public policy level was that there was really um, an assault on the ability to, to achieve the American dream and to be an entrepreneur. So he formed Job Creators Network to, um, to advocate for small businesses, to stand up for the little guy, and to continue to educate folks about the impact that, um, that you know, a, a lot of times these regulations may seem like they're not going to directly impact um, somebody, but, but they do. At the end of the day, you know, we're all impacted by, by a lot of the, the public policies that, that get fronted um, both on the state and federal level. Absolutely. And another thing, you know, it's it's the symbolism of the government having the boot on the neck of the small business is often portrayed. And that's one of the things anybody that's trying to open a business, you have to go through and in different parts of the country, indeed, part of the state. You know, I live in Florida and I was, uh, you know, used to live in Miami and there's just so many hoops. And I know that like President Trump being in New York was the, the hoops. And now with this really radical leftist um, environmental agenda, and, you know, I love the environment, but what they're doing as far as regulations for businesses is is absolutely crushing people that want to start out a business. So, you know, if you're, if you're trying to open a small business, you know you have to pay this tax and that tax and this regulation and that license and all of these fees. Those are not only are the extra taxes, but they're money that comes out of your pocket as a small business owner. And everybody else has to pay that down the line. You know, there's a saying that I used to have this T-shirt that said, we cheat the other guy and pass the savings on to you. Well, the reality of businesses is that every every tax or fee or, you know, penalty, as it were, that comes from on high has to be paid for by someone. It's going to go down to the consumer. So when you take away all of those regulations, then you make it easier for people to start businesses, which means they can hire people. And that just, it, they can hire people, they can grow. And, you know, there's such an assault on on ownership and capitalism that this is really an important time that we need to defend capitalism okay and what's happening now you know particularly what you guys are doing with the administration of for the cares act and the ppp is is private and public partnership so you do have the government that always has to step in you know or really not always, but often has to step in in an emergency and work with businesses. And, and President Trump is doing an amazing job at creating those coalitions. So you have Tesla that's doing ventilators. You know, you have my pillow that's doing masks and, and all things in between. What's happening right now with the, the basic shutdown of the entire economy is that all of these small businesses, you know, and I'm going to be talking about this later. I have, a, you know, personal affinity. I love to eat, right? Everybody loves to eat. So the restaurants are getting crushed, you know, and in Florida, uh, I live in Florida, the, the restaurant and hospitality industry is just being devastated. You know, some some businesses are able to make it, at least to some extent, on takeout. But if you're a restaurant, you know, and you have a big 
business, a big entity that you have to pay rent for and everything, you're having a really hard time. So this Paycheck Protection Program and the, under the CARES Act that you guys are working on is really going to be helpful. And I want, you know, for any small business or if, if you know a small business, really pay attention to what she's going to talk, you know, Tony's going to talk about because there's really amazing help out there for you. So if you want to talk about that, you know, the PPP, uh, Paycheck Protection Program for small businesses, how do they go about it? What does it cover? You know, there's some some talk that it's these loans and it's 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 not necessarily that it's based on keeping people on the payroll so that they can stay on when we eventually you know hopefully sooner much rather than later open everything back up and the employees will still be there and this will basically be a pause rather than a stop so talk about that what you guys are doing with the administration Absolutely. And, and let me just add the caveat here that what I'm about to discuss is, is what is happening at the federal level. So depending on the state that you're in as a small business owner, I highly encourage any small business owner, look at um, what your individual states are doing. So, um, you know, and that's, that's a complete, completely separate and apart. Um, you may be eligible for more than one program. So um, what's happening at the federal level you have your traditional SBA loans. Those are still um, in existence, COVID-19 relief. Um, the the uh, traditional EIDL loans are up. They are, you can get up to, you know, $10 million. And, and uh, the, the uh, interest rate on those is, is about 3.5% if you're a for-profit company. Um, so, so that that is, is still existing, and, and there will certainly be companies that need to explore that as an option. Um, but what we have focused on primarily at Job Creators Network is the Paycheck Protection Program, the PPP program that you mentioned. And the difference with the PPP program, um, the, the one of the most, um, most important differences is that you're not going to go to a government entity to receive the funds. You're going to go as a small business owner to a local bank. Most likely the bank that you use um, already will, will be participating in the program. Uh, I know that the application period open today. We have heard there are some banks who have everything stood up. There are some who are, are, are continuing to work through the process today. But I encourage everybody to contact your local bank um, and and find out if they're participating in the program. And most likely they are. Um, so you're going to go to your banker who you have that established relationship with, who knows your business, knows your finances. Um, and you're going to fill out a, a very simplified application. Um, and the application essentially asks you to average out your payroll for the past 12 months. If you're a seasonal business, um, it's a little bit different. They will let you pull um, an uh, an eight-week period from 2019 to compare it with what is currently going on so that you can show them, um, you know, how you normally do business. But um, if you're a year-round business, you're going to average out your payroll for 12 months, um, you're going to multiply that by two and a half percent and, and you will ultimately be eligible for what that amount comes out to be. Um, and in, in terms of payroll costs, um, it could be, you know, insurance for your employees. It can be paid leave. Um, you know, whatever your benefits package is, whatever that cost is to your small business owners is also going to be calculated in addition to um, how much the wages are for your employees. So what this program was was um, designed to do, as you mentioned, was 
to hopefully, uh, God willing, keep everybody on the payroll, keep small businesses with their doors open and with their employees working. For those who unfortunately, you know, have already been laid off, as long as you as an employer pick your employees back up and employ them full time by June 30th, you will still be eligible for this grant. Um, those that those that are unable to comply, um, it will then turn into a loan, and your bank will will do that recalculation. But if you spend at least seventy five percent of the funds that you're eligible for on payroll, and you can demonstrate that, this is going to turn into a grant at the end at, by the end of of June um, when the when the period closes, and that's really important to note for small businesses. We know that like your your uh, example of restaurants, they operate on razor thin margins. So we know that a month with no revenue is completely detrimental to, to the longevity of a small business. And Job Creators Network fought hard to make sure that when, when the dust settles from this awful time in our American history, that your favorite restaurant down the street isn't permanently closing its doors. Um, this is designed as, as, as support for our most vulnerable small businesses. Absolutely. Now, who is eligible for this program? What, what are Any, the size uh, of the business gig worker? I'm sorry. Who's eligible for it? Sole proprietors, gig workers, small business owners. Um, really, we've, we've made sure that everyone was covered when it, when it comes to, uh, when it comes to who is eligible for this. You need to have 500 or fewer employees, certainly. Um, but even, uh, even, uh, if you're working for yourself, I mean, you know, you, anybody is eligible to, to go to their bank and see what, um, what the application is going to look like for their individual situation. And I believe that it also includes nonprofits and veterans organizations and as well uh, as self-employed, correct? That is correct. There is a nonprofit component and the veterans organization, certainly very important there. Um, but yes, nonprofits are, are, are certainly, uh, certainly going to bear the brunt of a lot of what's going on in addition to your retail services. Okay. And how long does this last? The program is open starting today until June 30th. Now, whether or not there will be an extension certainly remains to be seen, um, but it, it, the, the opening will be until June 30th. However, once they run out of money, um, it, you know, it, it will then be up to Congress whether or not they're going to put more funds into the program. So I would encourage anyone who is listening to this and, and interested in it to apply as soon as humanly possible. Okay. Okay. And so this, the thing that's really so important here is that this is a really big incentive to even when there's not business, right? So like I said before, some, some businesses are doing well really with takeout. I mean, I, I go to a local sushi place where I live and they are slammed. So the takeout is doing very well, but, uh, but they're also a really small structure. So they've, you know, they do well when it's, when it's regular in-house dining as well as takeout. Now other places that are really big have a harder time making their, what they need to on a daily or weekly basis, you know. So this is the, the incentive here, which is very important, is to keep people employed, right? So that when things pick up, that you can just basically, we pause 
hopefully sooner rather than later, as I said, but pick back up. And, and it's an incentive to keep the employees rather than lay them off. There, as you mentioned before, there are state unemployment compensation issues that are separate from this. But, you know, we want to we want to encourage business always in this country and encourage employers to be able to keep them. So that's why this is such a great program. And when I heard about it, I really wanted to have you on. So we're going to be linking you. I understand you have a form on jobcreatorsnetwork.com. That's correct. correct. So jobcreatorsnetwork.com has information about uh, several different programs, the Paycheck Protection Program being one of them. I would encourage everybody to, um, to go to our website, read the information that is there, and um, and then contact your local bank as, as soon as possible to get that application started. Okay, so they would they would get the resources for what they might need from the Small Business Administration on your website. So all pertinent information will be directly through your website, correct? As well as forms and everything. Every- Everything is available at jobcreatorsnetwork.com. We're updating it as quickly as information is coming out. We're getting it updated. So um, you'll see up there, you know, the date that it was last updated. So you have confidence that you are reading the most up-to-date information. One of the, you know, one of my cautions for folks that are listening to this is you may be reading a news article that was written about the Paychecks Protection Program five days ago, um, which, you know, five days ago when it was written, it may have been accurate, but but things may have moved. So I I just encourage everybody to make sure that they're getting information from accurate, up-to-date sources, and jobcreatorsnetwork.com is pulling all of that together in one place. Yes, well, everything is obviously moving at super lightning warp speed. So you're right, everything could change on a dime. As is, as we've seen, it already has basically in two weeks, right? So, unfortunately, yeah. Thank you so much for coming on JobCreatorsNetwork.com. Uh, you're listening to Brooke Talks America with Brooke Says on AM860 The Answer. And thank you, Tony, for coming on the show. And thank you for all the work that you're doing to help small businesses. You got it. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Take care. And we will be right back. More Brook Talks America coming up. If winning the battle for America's soul and preserving liberty is important to you, tune in for Brooke Talks America, Saturday nights at 7. Brooke Talks America, with political insight and culture from the conservative perspective. From hot topics to history, you can be sure if it's happening in America. Conservative activist, patriot, writer, publisher, and advisor Brooke says we'll be talking about it. Don't miss Brooke Talks America, Saturday night at 7 on AM 860. The Answer. Welcome back to Brooke Talks America with Brooke Says. Connect by email. Brooke with an E says one at gmail.com. Here's Brooke Says. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Brooke Talks America. I am your host, Brooke Says. We are on AM860 The Answer. Be sure to connect with me on Twitter, Facebook, and email and 
you can read my articles on AmericaOutloud.com. The Twitter is at Talks America. The Facebook is Brook Talks. And email is BrookTalksAmerica at gmail.com. So obviously everybody is talking about one thing now. Two aspects of it, right? So everybody's talking about coronavirus, and there are two two aspects of it. One is political, which we're going to talk about now, and one is economic, which we'll be talking about in a little bit. The Chinese lied about the virus, okay? They're still lying. And what's really upsetting is that the head of the WHO, Tedros, and I cannot pronounce the rest of his name, so I'm not even going to try. I want you to listen to this quote of him basically praising China for their response. As I have said repeatedly since my return from Beijing, the Chinese government is to be congratulated for the extraordinary measures it has taken to contain the outbreak, despite the severe social and economic impact those measures are having on the Chinese people. We would have seen many more cases outside China by now, and probably deaths, if it were not for the government's efforts and the progress they have made to protect their own people and the people of the world. In many ways, China is actually setting a new standard for outbreak. Okay, that is a very serious problem. The people we give them about a hundred million dollars a year, okay, and he's basically falling over for China, as is our media and the Democrats to some extent. So when, as you know, I discussed last week when the virus came out, Trump when they had one case in America, he stopped travel and they to China and they called him racist, of course, because they say everything is racist. And Tedros actually went on TV and you see in that quote and said, basically, we should not stop travel to China. OK, he's criticizing the Americans for doing that. And then the Italians subsequently did it. But these are the people that are in charge of the world health Okay, they have obviously not taken the health of the world into consideration if they are apologizing and making excuses for China. And I want to know whether we're going to have China lied, people died bumper stickers like they had with George Bush because of the situation. You know, they're blaming Trump when they need to be blaming China. Okay, the media is also doing that. And as I discussed last week, one of the things that is happening is political correctness has caused a lot of this devastation, right? Not being able to call something what it is prohibits you from being able to treat it, right? So not calling it the, the Chinese virus, they got so crazy over that. It was originated in China. So if you want to treat it, you have to know what's happening in China. But they were lying about it. And they were not giving accurate information. And therefore, the rest of the world could not deal with it, right? And they're still doing that. Um, one of the things that's really despicable, and I want, you know, 
chime in on this, Jim, is Pelosi has now with, of course, shifty shift because they can't get enough, is they're now starting a new investigation onto the basically impeachment 2.0. So they're not saying the word impeachment, but you can be absolutely sure that this is what it's about, is investigation into the Trump handling of the coronavirus issue. They, I don't know who is advising them, frankly, apparently Pelosi originally saw some report on CNN, uh, Lawrence Tribe on CNN, suggesting that they do impeachment. So they went ahead with impeachment and spent, I think it was like $34 million or something like that on impeachment after they had spent umpteen million dollars on the Mueller report, which was a big nothing burger. So they're trying it again, and they're doing it on the investigation on Trump's handling of the coronavirus. Uh, I'm not sure who is advising this, but Jim, why don't you talk about this, this ridiculousness and what you think it's going to happen to the what you think is going to happen to the Democrats if they go along this road? Well, as you said, uh, Nancy Pelosi has decided to start this new investigation. Uh, this is like number six of the investigations that the Democrats have done, uh, all for the sole intended purpose to take Donald Trump out. They are at it again. She even came out yesterday and said, well, the reason they're doing this is because she wants to ensure the American taxpayer dollars are spent effectively. She doesn't believe that what the president is doing in managing this uh, this crisis is not be done effectively. And, you know, this is the same person who had uh, just a meltdown over uh, the money that was going to be put into the Recovery Act uh, and had all kinds of things like Planned Parenthood, had things for abortion centers, had money spent on the uh, Kennedy Center in Washington, D.C., and all kinds of uh, really atrocious types of spending. And she's worried about whether the president, who is a businessman by trade, is not going to spend the money effectively. And here we watch the president doing all kinds of things uh, to try to to resolve this issue, try to get America out in front and keep America moving. And they're doing this solely to tear down the United States because they have this utopian dream that now is their opportunity to, you know, put socialism upon us. That's strictly, that's the bottom line. That's what they're trying to do. Well, and Gavin Newsom actually said Surprisingly, he did praise President Trump, but he actually did say, and Clyburn said this with regard to the bill, which, by the way, if you're listening to this and you have lost your job, remember that Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats held up the CARES Act to get money into your pocket so that she could put every left-wing crazy agenda in there. Just remember that at voting time. While Trump was trying to put money in your pocket, they were trying to put money into the abortion industry's pocket with Planned Parenthood to classify them as a small business so they could get relief when they already get $500 million of taxpayer funding. So you're absolutely right, Jim. And Clyburn said, this is an opportunity for us to move our agenda. And Gavin Newsom actually said, this is an opportunity to further the progressive agenda. So the never let a crisis go to waste crowd is at it again. And they're going to spend, I mean, it's a joke that you say that you, you mentioned that she's talking about the 
use of taxpayer fund, they don't want to do anything but spend money. They just don't want to spend it on smart things. They want to spend it on a crazy agenda. And they tried to do Green New Deal, all the, this stuff in the CARES Act, which is absolutely ridiculous. But the um, I hope people are paying attention to this because this is absolutely unacceptable that they're playing politics right now while people are dying. And for those people, and I know that there are some on the conservative side that think that we need to put politics aside, that should serve as a perfect example. Never let a crisis go to waste, okay? That's their philosophy. It's the Malcolm X philosophy before he changed of by any means necessary they will do it we ne- we must never ever relent ever they are expecting us always to be nice right now oh don't politicize this occasion don't politicize it we have to try to work with them they want to slit our throats people metaphorically sleep speaking okay they don't want to work with us they want to destroy us and they want to destroy this country as founded they don't want to a constitutional republic they want a socialist top-down big government entity okay you must not relent this is the time when you need to gird yourself and be even stronger the culture war goes on don't stop fighting okay so we're going to talk now about the um the economic part of it the cares act we spoke with Tony Angelini earlier but I want to get into some of the some of the things that the Democrats have been basically pining for and again if you've lost your job remember this can I ask about the economy because this economy is going pretty well we have to what why, why is that funny? It is going well for now. For now, right. That's my, thank you. That's my question. <laughs> is, like, I feel like the bottom has to fall out at some point. And by the way, I'm hoping for it because I think one way you get rid of Trump is a crashing economy. Yeah. So please, bring on the recession. Yeah. Sorry if that hurts people, but it's either root for a recession or you lose your democracy. Okay. And again, follow me on Twitter, at TalksAmerica. Facebook is Brook Talks. Email is Brook Talks America. And you can read my articles on AmericaOutloud.com. And if you would like to partner with the show and uh, be a part of this show, Brook Talks America, please email me at BrookTalksAmerica at gmail.com. And I want to thank everybody for their patience. Everybody on the radio at this point, I think, is really working remotely, so we may have a little sound issues or a little, you know, one guest can't come and we have someone else that can come, so your patient is is greatly appreciated and you know we just i just want to do my best to give you information and to help with this process so we will be right back brooke talks america thank you for listening more brooke talks america coming up if winning the battle for america's soul and preserving liberty is important to you Tune in for Brooke Talks America, Saturday nights at 7. Brooke Talks America, with political insight and culture from the conservative perspective. From hot topics to history, you can be sure if it's happening in America. Conservative activist, patriot, writer, publisher, and advisor Brooke says we'll be talking about it. Don't miss Brooke Talks America, Saturday night at 7 on AM 860. The Answer. 
Welcome back to Brooke Talks America with Brooke Says. Check out the blog at AmericaOutloud.com. Here's Brooke Says. And welcome back to Brooke Talks America. I'm your host, Brooke Says. We are on AM860, The Answer. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at Talks America. Facebook, Brooke Talks. Email is brooktalksamerica at gmail.com and you can read my articles on americaoutloud.com and now as I said we're going to be talking about the economy because that in addition to the virus itself is the horrible unintended consequence Um, I wrote an article my article this week basically says Americans voluntarily commit economic suicide to save lives That's essentially what we're doing, right? The country is effectively all shut down. Um, And we have to think about that and have some grown-up conversations about what it means to shut down a $22, $23 trillion economy and what lives that is going to cost. Suicides in Florida... There is already a 30% increase in the number of calls to DCF for child abuse, right? You have tons of people, children that are home with their parents, parents that are not working. They either are working from home or they've lost their jobs. This is, you know, this is really serious stuff. The, the repercut, the, as Trump mentioned, the cure might end up being worse than the disease. He has instituted you know, or called for. He has not mandated this, which I am grateful for, and he should. I don't personally believe he should. There are different opinions on this. An additional 30 days of social distancing. And I hope I am not alone when I say that after this is over, just like Katrina was taken out as a name for hurricanes, that the phrase social distancing absolutely be banned from the lexicon. It is a nightmare. Um, but he has suggested through the end of April, essentially, at this point, uh, based on modeling from the experts. Um, I'm going to say the experts are the same people that also say that the world is going to end in 12 years if we don't spend trillions and trillions of dollars on climate change, trillions of dollars that we don't have. It's also the experts, the bureaucrats in the government who missed San Bernardino, Fort Hood, the Boston bombing. Just saying, I'm just saying, the experts, you know, they have a lot of opinions and ideas about things, but they're base, they're basing gl- global warming and climate change on modeling that they can't actually quantify. It's guesstimations and estimations that they don't have any concrete information on. Uh, Rush mentions this as well, and he says that the you know this can't continue. We can't just stay shut and kill our economy. And I'm I'm of that school of thought. I know we have to try. The best we can, and I'm I'm hoping that they're watching. I'm absolutely certain that Trump is watching on a daily basis. And yes, we do a benchmark of 30 days. Uh, Blackface Northam in Virginia actually says 75 days through June. I think it is. I'm not sure where he thinks the money's going to come from to fund his state, or maybe he doesn't care. You know, and a lot of these people that say shut it down, shut it down. They get paid because they work for the federal government, 
right? They're not going to lose their paychecks, so it doesn't really matter to them. But the average people who don't work for the government, and I'm not sure where this tree is that the government gets the money either, but they're not going to lose their job. Okay, so we have to really think about what we are prepared to do under the circumstances with regard to the economy and taking care of that issue. As we talked earlier about the uh, Payment Protection Act, that is a very, really innovative and smart way to take care of it. But that that's not going to last forever either. Right. So we need to really think, be flexible on these these hard numbers and be willing to renegotiate, as it were, to to make this a viable situation. Um, I want to not going to really get into this too heavy. We, I discussed it last week, but this is part of the ongoing, very serious and despicable situation about the stock dumping. We found out that Kelly Loeffler, there were three Republicans and one Democrat that we knew about as of last week. Uh, we found out this week that Loeffler actually dumped a tremendous amount of money, $20 million. Okay, I believe she's being investigated now. So that is worse than what we knew at the time. But also the DCCC had Sherry Bustos dumped Disney, snot, Disney, Disney stock as well. Uh, so this, I think, is going to really turn out to be a lot bigger than we thought or we knew about. It's really disgusting. And again, I hope that they're going to be investigated. Uh, before we close out, I really want to give a word of suggestion. There is a an organization that started in, in regard to this situation called Feed the Fight. I don't think there's one in Tampa yet. Uh, if you're going to be starting one, please, please let me know because I would love to give the information on this. But it was basically to donate food to local hospitals that were I believe it started in D.C. that were treating people with the COVID-19 situation. Um, you know, this is a time if you're wealthy, I mean, I, I hope Bloomberg, you know, he has $56 billion. He could easily help the businesses in New York and give up one of his billions to help them where he lives, right? And also maybe in Bermuda, but, you know, I'm an American, so I'm going to talk about America. You can really be the bridge and make the difference. You can send, make a donation to a local restaurant and have them prepare the food, and they will deliver to the hospitals and help these uh, frontline care providers that are, you know, that are on the front lines taking care of this coronavirus situation. I just want to give a local shout out to the wonderful people at Latin Cafe in Brandon, Florida. They are so wonderful. They are really struggling right now, okay, as a lot of restaurants are. They give me my coffee in the morning. They're so nice. Landing, O'Brien's, the scrambled eggs, these are small businesses. Also places like Capitol Grill, Malio's, Oyster Catchers, Crystal Dining Room, Burns, Charlie's, and I love this place. I believe they're uh, closed right now. I could be wrong about that, but Krabby Bills on St. Peach, St. Pete Beach. I love you all. I love your food, love your restaurants. Just want to give a plug for them. So if you have the means, I hope that you will contact some of these restaurants or whatever restaurants in, are in your local area and help them out. We need to keep these businesses open. And with the restaurants, that's a way to really serve two purposes, to give wonderful food to these local um, practitioners 
practitioners and providers that are helping with this. You know, you can give gift cards. This is a way to help these restaurants through this struggling time and help keep them open and be the bridge. You know, this is we're seeing incredible partnerships throughout this country and we are Americans and this is what we do you know wherever it is in the world when there's a problem Americans step forward and help and we are incredibly generous and we need to emphasize that America is a great country okay I, I pray for the entire world but I'm an American we are great generous, wonderful, loving people. We have already shown that we stand together in a crisis. It's happening now all over this country. You know, be proud to be American. Talk about that. Show love for your neighbor. And and we all can do something. And for the people that are your neighbors that are having a hard time, you know, you can help them out. We have elderly that are locked down and stuck, um, you know, and vulnerable. And just be creative. Now's a time when we can really show the greatness of our country and of this, the people that are trying to tear down this country to just really squash that idea. And I want to ask everybody to pray, keep praying. You know, some people mock that idea. I am sorry, we are a Judeo-Christian country and we are founded on that idea. Keep praying, keep loving, keep supporting. We will get through this, but we need to help each other. And this is a time, as I said, if you have the means you can step up and help those providers and also help those restaurants, you know, and the thing that always happens is that it's always the people that don't have the means that just turn out to be extraordinarily generous. So we're going to, we're going to rise from this, like the Phoenix from the ashes, connect with me on Twitter at, at talks, America, Facebook, Brooke talks, email, Brooke talks, America at gmail.com. Check out my articles on AmericaOutloud.com. You can check out Colonel Jim's articles also on AmericaOutloud.com. I want to thank you for joining us. We will be here next week, every Saturday at 7 p.m. on AM860, The Answer. God bless America. God bless you. And I look forward to seeing you again, talking with you again soon. Take care. been listening to Brooke Talks America with author, publisher, conservative advisor, and patriot, Brooke Says. Connect with Brooke Says by email, Brooke with an E, says one at gmail.com. And listen next Saturday night for more Brooke Talks America on AM 860, The Answer.